It was the American Idol premiere that has everyone singing its praises. I'm but if you thought night one was good, I'm starting to get numb from all the good talent. You ain't heard nothing yet. Tonight, witness an unforgettable performance that moved the judges to tears. You have wrecked me. And the greatest audition Idol has ever seen. I'm in the presence of greatness. American Idol, tonight, 8, 7 central on ABC. Blog Talk Radio.
This is Entertainment Life on the Sasha Marina Show, a show about the entertainment and music industry, where you get to hear from the top and up-and-coming stars, from amateurs to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. That voice that you just heard, um, he goes by the name of Axel Jordan, and that song is his latest single, Shine. So um, as you can tell by that single, he has a sultry vocal and melodic flow and displays intimacy behind the lyrics of his song. So um, if you didn't get that, maybe you need to, like, download his song and, like, listen to it over and over again, you know, so you can, like, kind of get his feel. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to have him live on the show. Um, I'm so excited to talk to him, you know, because he has so much going on right now. So uh, let's get to it. So uh, good morning. Uh, how are you? Good morning. Excellent. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That of was course. Quite an Thank introduction. you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Um, you know, I know Thanksgiving passed or whatever. Happy Thanksgiving, anyways. Um, right. <laughs> that uh, that that single that we just heard, uh, Shine. Um, yeah. One of your latest singles, that's the one, besides Fantasy, that's one of the ones that you're really pushing out right now. Uh, tell us about it, and, um, I mean, what does it mean to you? What does Shine mean to you? Um, well, it's the name of the album. It's probably one of mm-hmm. the most important tracks on the album. Um, you know, I mean, the, the song to me, it, it actually, it means just that. It means Shine. You know, I, I wrote the song a, a while ago. Actually, I, I started writing the song probably a couple years ago, and, um, the idea behind it was I was originally going to write it for someone else, uh, which I was doing at the time, you know, mainly because I didn't, you know, you, you don't believe in yourself as much or you don't feel like you can sing it or, or any of the, you know, you can pick one. You, you just don't feel as secure um, as an artist mm-hmm. and as an entertainer. Um, so, you know, I sort of gave the song the back burner. And then when I started recording this album, that song had always come up, you know, as a as a point where I I knew I wanted to record it, but I still didn't know if I could, if I was good enough for it. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I did, you know. And then I I mean, you obviously change it up a little bit, and it becomes a whole different track. Um, but it's what that song really meant to me. It, it was the moment where I decided that I could do it, that I could be the kind of artist that I always thought I I would be, you know. And I was finally secure enough to actually take those steps and, and become that, and not worry about. Any of anything else? Not worry about the insecurities. Not worry about not being good enough. Um, you know, it's needless to say. I mean, the song took a while to record. You know, because when you record something with that kind of energy, um, it's kind of emotional mm-hmm. and, and it takes on a life of its own. So, you know, I wanted people to feel that when I was the song. I wanted people to feel that anything's sort of possible and you can become something that you might not have known that you could be, but you always wanted to be. Most definitely, but I mean, you're, you're a brilliant artist all around. Not not just in music. You have you have an artistic vision. You know, you're into fashion as well. Um, wh- what is it? Why 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 would you feel insecure about like putting your vocals out there, and particularly you know, for uh, this song? You know, mm-hmm. right. It, it takes a lot. I mean, as an artist, you, there's there's constantly a feeling of you know what you want. You know, for the most part, you know what you want, and you have this vision in your in your head about how you'd like your life to go. Um, and sometimes, and most of the time, other people don't share that same vision. You know, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of doors that are closed, and there's a lot of no's that that are said to you. Um, 
So, but, you know, you hear that enough and sometimes you start to believe it. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just not even only that. It's the idea of putting yourself out there. You know, people constantly will, will, will butter you up, but then people will constantly put you down. So I think naturally we create this sort of wall, this wall of insecurity that keeps us safe. So we try mm-hmm. not to do that make us stand out or try not to do things that try to that get too much attention because we're afraid of what people are going to say or we're afraid of people hurting us in, in our most vulnerable state, which is when we're just ourselves. So, yeah. you know, I mean, for me it's taken a long time for me to get to this point. You know, I knew I always loved fashion. I knew I always loved music. I knew I was always a performer in some way, but I didn't know how to get there without um without making myself vulnerable. So, you know, now I mean, now at this point, all that's all I want to do. I just want to be on stage. I just want to be creating. I want to be in that in that that space, that that creative space, and not worry about any anything that people can say or do because it doesn't really matter much at this point. But it's taken a mm-hmm. while to get there. You know, I think you have to build it up. I think I I, I kind of definitely see where you're coming from, and uh, we see it every day with our with our like mainstream artists, uh, you know, Rihanna, Lady Gaga, and stuff like that, that once yeah. they step out of the box that people think it's normal, because so, nothing's normal in the music industry. Nothing's normal right, in the right. entertainment <laughs> industry, you know, <laughs> period. No. But um, once Lady Gaga wears a meat dress or whatever, that's, oh, my God, that is, like, too much. But you right. know what? Whatever. That's her artistic vision, and she said the hell with whoever the hell wants to think whatever, you know, and she did it. Maybe, yeah, you know, maybe it's a little weird, but, I mean, what's the difference wearing it when she eats it probably every day? Um, right. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, I think, and so I I totally understand. So I guess you've already reached that point. You know, once you feel comfortable with yourself, you're, you're going to continue breaking all those other barriers that you might have probably felt insecure maybe two years ago as an artist that now you're like, you know, the hell with it. You know, I'm going to do it. And if they like it good, right. and if they don't, then you know you'll learn from it. So yeah, um, I think I think it's I think that's I think that's definitely. It. I mean, the reality is, as an artist, you you constantly you want to appease people in the beginning. You want to sing the kind of music they want you to sing. You want to, especially here in New York. You know, I had always been a performer, and I had always worked with different managers or agents that that wanted me to be a particular type of way, um, mm-hmm. sing a different sing a type of way, write the kind of music that they would want me to write and look a certain way. And I think, you know, when I was younger, I had always, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. That's how, that's how I was going to get attention. And then eventually you start to get past that, you know, and you say, well, I'm tired of this way. I just want to be myself. And who I am as myself is singing about everything. You know, it's singing about love. It's singing about the, the heartache. It's singing about the sex. It's singing about just being young and, and living your, your dreams in New York. Um, so, yeah, you know, that whole meat dress thing, I thought that was fantastic. So I thought, you know, I mean, this is just this chick being being wild and being fun and being creative. And, and if people like it, great. And if people don't, well, there's probably 10 people that do like it for every one person yeah. that doesn't. And that was pretty <laughs> much the case, you know. So. Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, like like you just mentioned, you know, native New Yorker, how has that I guess really like influenced your your artistic vision overall, your artistic touch, your creativeness. Well, being in New York, I mean, New York is just a center of life. Sometimes, you know, um, like just mm-hmm. last night, I was walking through Times Square with a buddy of mine, and I, I actually said, you know, they were trying they were trying to scurry around because they they just hate it. They hate Times Square, you know. Whereas me, <laughs> you 
I love it because there's so much life. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of tourists and it's crowded and sometimes it takes too long to get through. But no matter what corner you're on, there's so much life. And, and there are people trying to be creative and, you know, trying to sell you a CD or trying to take a picture or, or dance or do anything. And, um, and I respect that. And that's, that's a lot of New York. You know, I think, I think sometimes it's lost a little bit of its flavor, you know. But mm-hmm. New York, I mean, New York is just a, it's a, it's a mecca of creativity. And, I mean, being from Brooklyn, that's what I just wanted to see. I, wanted, I remember always wanting to be in Manhattan because I thought where I was in Brooklyn, I didn't really see anyone or talk to anyone that was kind of like me, you know, a little weird. So when I was mm-hmm. coming to Manhattan, it was just, I felt like I was in heaven because there were just, you know, the freaks and the geeks and every, and the weirdos, you know, it, at least that's what they would call them. Um, and I just felt like, oh, I just wanted to hang out with them. You know, I remember being like a really little kid, <laughs> just thinking <laughs> yeah. like I was in awe of that. And uh, I mean, New York, you know, New York has been able to, it, it, I grew up very fast being in New York, you know, and I remember doing things when I was a kid that kids probably don't do anywhere else in the world, um, or at least mm-hmm. not the U.S. Um, and I, I don't think I would ever trade that in. I don't think I could have had that experience being anywhere else. Um, so, you know, I, I'm proud to say I'm a New Yorker for, for a lot of different reasons. One, because it's a city. Two, because it's, it's made me tough. Um, but it's also given me the drive to know that this is what I want to do, and I want to be able to, you know, inspire, like, the little kids like me, you know, who might not see – creativity and art around them in any other part of part of their life but then they they see something and they get inspired by it so definitely you know the last time i was in new york well it was one of the first and last uh we i used to live in the poconos and i would drive up there maybe um i don't know maybe once in a while and we, we actually went to times square like once or twice. Once it was driving, and that's like the worst mistake we ever did in our life. Oh, my God. Because, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think the time that we went, it was like a car show, like that big car show. So, like, oh, it was it was, it was, was hell. It was hell, you know. And we're from Miami, so we're not used to that. We're used to traffic, but that's like bumper to bumper kind of traffic all over. Yeah, no, so it was so... really, it was, yeah, it was really crazy. So we just literally made a U-turn. And, and the second time we went, uh, we, we did it smarter. We went through the ferry. We had gone to the Statue of Liberty, and then we went to the ferry, and we walked all over Times Square. You know, it was a walk, but whatever. And what I do remember, what I'll never forget is uh, guys, like you said, selling stuff in the, in alleyways. They were selling purses, like, you know, like whatever, yeah. like fake purses, yeah. but they looked, they looked awesome. I remember my mom left out of, out of like, uh, Times Square with, like, six purses, all Louis and Versace <laughs> and stuff. Like, she said, what, $50? <laughs> so, you know, right, but exactly. you, we didn't know then. And then the the one thing that I'll always remember, too, is that um that Toys R Us that you guys have there with, with the little – um, with like a huge candy store and the, and, the, and what do you call it, a Ferris wheel? That was yeah, awesome. But I was right like, there. yeah, I, I was like twelve place. years old though. <laughs> I was like, that was like back in oh five oh six, you know, I was like twelve. So I thought that yeah. was like amazing. So um, definitely my experience of of uh, Times Square in New York City was, you know, it's um, was good. I hope that the next time that I go is just as good or better, you know. So um, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a very live city. Fun. It's lively. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just life. There's energy, and and it's it, it's um, no matter how, what no matter what mood you're in, you could always find something to do in New York that'll lift your spirit. And and people hustle here. People really do. People are trying to make their money, and people are trying to uh, 
to support themselves for whatever they want to do, whether it's creativity or to buy the next, to buy the newest PlayStation, whatever it would be. And um, and I, I, no matter what, I gotta respect that. I gotta respect people's hustle because because I get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So uh, let's talk. Uh, I guess we, we mentioned kind of your music. I kind of want to touch the fact that when when you really uh, build that courage to begin that. Uh, you know, to take that route in the music industry. You said as a kid, you st- you, you always had that. You always had that vision. You you always had the interest. But when did you really say this? I'm I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna start performing. I'm gonna start writing. I'm I'm, I'm gonna start you know doing it all. You know, the, when you had, the first thing that popped in my head when you said that was um was me as I was probably in the third grade, a second or third grade, and I remember, you know, I mean. I didn't really know anything creative. You know, I'm from, from the hood of Brooklyn. We didn't really have anything that I could see that was creative. You know, you know what I mean? We just didn't. We had, like, the TV, and that was as creative as it got. Um, but I remember I was, in, I was in grade school, and I, we were right on, like, right around lunch, and I was walking the halls. And don't ask me why I was walking the halls, you know, or they let me, but for some reason I was walking the halls. And um, I remember hearing the chorus, the school chorus, uh, down the hall. So I had followed follow the voices, you know, the, the, the singing, and went in the room, and I and I saw the, the school chorus rehearsing, and I remember being in awe of it, um, mm-hmm. just knowing that I wanted to be a part of it, and doing anything I could to be a part of it, so I remember the, 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 the uh, director at the time, her name was Mrs. King, I'll never forget her, she said, um, well, are you supposed to be in here, and you know, I was I was a little, like a sneaky kid, so I lied and said, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. And she said, oh, okay, are you joining the chorus? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm in the chorus. And she goes, well, what grade are you in? You have to be in fifth grade to be in the chorus. And I said, I'm in fifth grade. And she looked at me and said, yeah. And I said, yeah, yeah. So she obviously knew I was lying, but she let me stay for a little bit anyway. And then, um, you know, my mom actually, I guess somehow my mom got involved and they let me in the chorus. So it was, I guess it was kind of that moment where I knew that I wanted to be a part of it. Um, I didn't know on what scale, and I think it took me, obviously, a much, much longer time. Um, but I knew I wanted to sing at that point and did everything I could to sing, whether it be going, you know, joining that course or joining – I was part of the New York Boys Choir. Um, I just knew I wanted to sing, and I knew I had to do something to be able to do it. So luckily, you know, being in the city, I, I was able to join different performing arts programs, and we didn't really have any money, so – couldn't pay for things, but there were always scholarships and there were always ways that I could still do what I wanted to do and not have to worry about it. Um, you know, so I joined okay. performing arts schools and performing arts programs. And then eventually, you know, the idea of writing and the idea of becoming an artist um, sort of takes form once you start. I think once you start realizing your own emotions, like, you know, you develop your first crush or anything you, you know you you cut your first day of school or there's always that moment where where you start to where you sort of become an adult um or at least a young adult and then the emotions kick in and then you start writing and um you know i, was, I always had my guitar with me so no matter okay. what i would sit and write and then you know you become what you are today which is just a a songwriter and and wanting to constantly be creative and experience life and share that with everyone yeah, well, it's more than that, you know. It's way more than just a songwriter. But you pretty much your journey was the ideal uh, journey. It's you know, it's it, it kind of grew in you. It, it grew with you. 
so um it's and that's that's pretty much ideal it's it's not not that i it's, it's never too late to do what you want in life but it's not reaching okay. your 30s and finally start taking singing classes and writing and stuff like that you know so um it, it's something yeah, that you know that, that was mhm so that that's that's pretty awesome and I mean, how is your support group? I'm 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 sure that it must be great. Um, you know, your your family and all. Like, um, since your I'm guessing since your mother was with you there, you know, growing with with your artistic talent. Um, is she really proud of you now? Does she go to your performances? How is that? Yeah, my mom's probably my biggest fan now. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I joke and you know, she my release event in October when I released the album, she was there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, front and center, and and just screaming at everything and dancing and having a really <laughs> good time. And you know, of course, I just love that. I love my mom. She's um, she's my mom. You know, and, and more than that, she's also she's a friend and and a fan. And I, I really appreciate that. Uh, she definitely is proud. Um, I think growing up, she didn't understand me because you know I was I was a weird kid. I just wanted to lock myself in the room and dance and sing. And I don't think any, I don't think they were ready for that. You know. Um, <laughs> I don't think many people were, so cause I don't think they knew what to do with me. Um, you know, my brother was totally, like, he wanted to do sports, and he wanted to do, like, backflips, and was a gymnast, and <laughs> wanted to play video games, and I, and I I wanted to, to you know, perform. I wanted to lock myself in the room and watch MTV and, and, and mimic what I saw. Um, so I was, I, was, I was different, and I think it took him some time to adjust, but... For the most part, they allowed me to do it, and and even if they didn't understand it, I was persistent mm-hmm. enough. That even if they, even if they didn't like it at first, I was doing it anyway. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I would sneak around, and I would sign my own permission slips because I didn't want. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go to this anyway, whether or not you know it or not. So, um, yeah, I think eventually they got it, and now and now they're supportive. You know, my mom, my sister, my brother, you know, my nephews, they. they my mom sends me videos all the time of my nephew singing, uh, singing the songs from the album. So it's pretty awesome. It's it's awesome to have to have the, the family come through and actually see you because these are people who've known you since since before the dream even fully realized. Um, mm-hmm. So to have that and to have those people grow with you, and it's the same with the fans. You know, to have people who who have seen me from the first single to now, and really get the music and really understand it and are excited about it, is that's actually probably one of the most accomplishing feelings because you think this is what I do it for this is it's that kind of applause from the people you know the yeah. the people seeing you grow and the people who want more and and it, it makes it it makes it all worthwhile okay so um let's kind of segue into where can they download your music you know for for those that are um new to Axel Jordan you, you see he's a pretty awesome guy um, where can <laughs> they like just listen to your music before they even decide to download it? For instance, well, you can listen to it. It's a, if you go to my website, it's a, uh, Um All the music links are on there, so you can go straight to iTunes to download. You can go to SoundCloud actually to listen for free. Um, you know, if you just want to listen to it, you can go on Spotify. It's pretty much on every digital network. Uh, so Spotify okay. is actually pretty great. You know, if you want to just go listen to it and, and you know, Axel Jordan Radio. Um, it's all available on there, the entire album, actually. Okay, perfect. So, time to speak about your clothing line, Shane, by Axel Jordan. 
Um, I I'm, I see a familiar face in all these pictures. She goes by the name of Lee. <laughs> I actually had her on the show like months ago. She's like oh, wow. a pretty cool, down to earth girl. Um, I love how did, so yeah, she, yeah, exactly. She's so like just, just down to earth. I mean, how did you guys link up? How did that relationship begin? Lisa uh, and I actually work with the same production. Um, okay. So she's actually she's the female voice on Fantasy. She she uh, she blessed the track, and uh, it's Leaf as well as Greg Rich, who's another dope artist. Um, you should look him up as well. Greg Rich uh, is the rapper that's on Fantasy, and actually another track on the album. Um, mm-hmm. But Leaf and I had Leaf and I had met in production in the studio and just immediately clicked. Uh, you know, she was just a fun chick, and I, I remember walking in and, and um, we met like in the beginning, like when we were both still sort of. So, I don't know, we were just new to this. This was years ago, you know, uh, mm-hmm. probably like five years ago. Um, we were both just like little kids, trying, you know, we, we wanted to sing, we wanted to figure ourselves out, and we were both still kind of a little weird. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, we became friends. And um, when I started doing this line, the idea was, that, you know, to keep it in music. I wanted to be a clothing line that represents who I am in music and fashion and creativity. And we were looking for the perfect Shane girl. Um, and we were sitting there in the studio one day, and, you know, they were sending me, you know, different agencies and stuff were sending me a bunch of models. And Leaf had walked in, and I had just asked her, I said, listen, I have to shoot in two days. Why don't you be the Shane girl? And, um, you know, she was like immediately said yes and then just linked up, and uh, the, shoot was, the shoot was dope. So it's probably one of my favorite shoots to date. You know, we've had quite a few and had a lot of different um, girls replace it, but no one can really replace Leaf with it because, you know, she fit the brand perfectly. Um, I, I I think so too. I think that I, that's probably like the best choice you, you probably ever did. Just choose her. <laughs> Besides no, her music, this is probably like the best decision because I think that she it, and it's when you look at the pictures, it's it's natural. You know, it's 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 who she is. So yeah. um, you know, it's so exactly I, who I, she is. Yeah. So I think that definitely fit fit your whole uh, profile there. So, I mean, let's talk about your designs, because your designs, some of them are, are, are kind of, like, out there. You know, it's not really for everyone. So, you know, how, how do you go about well, designing pieces? Mm-hmm. A lot of it, actually, the whole idea of the clothing line started because I needed stuff to wear on stage. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of like stuff that's out there. I like stuff that's going to be, that's going to evoke some sort of emotion, and that's going to make people feel like, yes, I can wear that, or... Even even want to wear it for themselves or respect that someone has the balls enough to wear it. So, because mm-hmm. it, it takes a lot to wear something like that out on stage or out on the street or anywhere. So, I knew I wanted to look a particular way, and everyone that I had reached out to at the time didn't really, to be honest, didn't really want to work with me. You know, different designers, um, whether they didn't, for whatever reason. You know, when you start out, people don't really yeah. know your name. They don't want to really invest the time. Um, mm-hmm. So. You know, I didn't let that get me down. I just said, fine, I'm going to try to do it myself. And and I did. And I messed up a lot of fabric in the beginning and spent a lot of money. Uh, and then you eventually started to sort of start to get good at it. And next thing you know, it's just like a daily thing. It's the same thing with any sort of uh, craft or any sort of creativity. It starts to grow. And then I knew yeah. that I wanted to be edgy, but I also wanted to be urban. And I wanted to be something cool and a little adventurous. Um, and I want it to be shiny, so it has to be able to be all of these things. And then the clothing line sort of happened on its own. I thought, well, 
people seem to really like this, so maybe I can make money doing this, and maybe I can share my designs and and be and just be inspired by other people's desires. So, so I did, and then the clothing line became a fashion house, which is what it is now. So the idea of Chain by Axel Jordan is, I want it to be a space where people can come in and either my you know have my designs or design for me, or actually bring their own stuff and be able to do different things. Like I work with a lot of different jewelry designers um, and accessory designers. I want it to be a space where people can not only sell their merchandise, but show their merchandise and, and have people look at it and say, this is the place. If I, I know that if I want to be different, if I want to stand out, I can go to this particular place. Um, you know, and Shane Girl is sort of the same thing. The Shane Girl the, uh, clothing line is, the Shane Girl's sexy. She's fun. She's, she's liberated. She's unique. She's also a little edgy, you know, and Leaf was perfect for that. You're right. She embodied that all entirely. So to put her in that clothing was a fit. And I want people to feel that when, they, when they're wearing the clothing. I want people to feel confident. Um, whatever body size they are, whatever they look like, whatever the skin color, I want them to feel like they can pull it off and, and have people stop them on the street and say, either you look great or what are you wearing or any of these types of things because I guarantee that that, that will happen wearing the clothes. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. it's, you know, just the way it is, and, and I'm proud to say that because I've worked hard to make sure that that's the case. Um, but I love it. I mean, I love the idea of designing because it, it, it's a certain freedom. You can just make whatever you want. And and sometimes it doesn't come out exactly the way you envision it. Um, mm-hmm. But even then, it's still, it's still pretty great because you can build on it and you can add on to it. I mean, I, I know for a fact if I, like, wear any of this, like, rocket down here in Miami and walk in my campus or anything like that, people are going to stop me. Um, because yeah. it's not something <laughs> okay. you really see down here, you know what I mean? Uh, everything right. down here, it's very different. Miami mean, is very different in, like, the, the style. Everyone kind of starts to look the same after a while. So um, that's why I admire so much, like, 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 you know, the New England states, like New York and places like that, you know, and then Jersey. Cause people, like, they, they they dress, you know, for us it's out there because, like, it's like our microculture down here. We think that we all should dress a different, a certain way. But, like, up there, like, it's, it's free, you know. You're free to dress and rock it however you wish. And um, yeah, it's called the true. fashion statement, you know. It's, yeah. it's a fashion <laughs> statement out there. When down here is like, oh, look at this eccentric person you know so um that that's that's very cool and um and i'm glad that you know you've you've taken your your talents to that level too to like you know create this sort of thing and um for people like yourself and for those that might have you know the guts one day say like you know i'm gonna wear that spiky hat with a (laughs) a (laughs) i just love it you know i like the feeling of knowing that it takes a lot. It takes a lot for a person to put themselves out there. And I respect it every day when I see it, you know, whether I'm on the subway or whether I'm walking down the street and I, and I see someone being themselves and I see someone shining their light. I'm almost compelled to talk to them and I have to compliment them and I have to even just acknowledge that I respect them because I know that it takes a lot because for every person that does love it, there's also someone that doesn't. And there's also mm-hmm. someone that's going to give you a dirty look and probably call you some sort of name or, you know, if some of the girls would wear what I would normally put on them on the subway, they'd probably get called a a few names that aren't really nice. But Mm -hmm. with that, and also someone will tell them how great they look or how much they're killing it, you know, which is, I always tell people because it's tough. It's tough in any city. 
you know, even in New York, to, to be yourself and in any part of the world. So when I do see it, it's the first thing I acknowledge and, and, and respect because there's nothing else like that. And it's inspiring to see people doing their things. And if they're wearing your stuff doing it, that's a, like a whole nother level of inspiration. You just want to, you know, I'd be stuck in here all day just sewing and creating because you get inspired and nothing else matters. Definitely. I mean, and like and like we mentioned earlier, um, for every one person that doesn't like it, there's probably going to be ten more that do. So um, definitely, that 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 shouldn't matter at all. But all of this being said, um, for you that are listening, you guys can uh, check this out at ShaneByAxelJordan.com. Exactly That's how it, it says, ShaneByAxelJordan.com. Um, it's, it's that easy. It's really yeah. awesome. I, I mean, I, I fell in love with the pages the first time I saw it. So um, I, I congratulate you. you on your efforts and, and everything that you're doing with it. Um, and we're, we're kind of reaching the end here. So uh, and once again, can you tell people where to find your music? I know you already said it, but that's, that's good. Absolutely. Um, it's my pleasure. Okay. It's uh, axeljordan.com. That's A-X-E-L-J-O-R-D-A-N.com. Okay, perfect. And Axel, thank you so much uh, for being on the show this morning. I totally appreciate your time. Uh, Shout out to you, and I I look forward to hearing more of of your music and and all. Thank you. Much love. All righty. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye Bye now. Um, So that was Axel Jordan. Make sure to follow him on Twitter. Um, It's Axel Jordan with underscore at the end. And um, I'm going to play that song Fantasy for you guys real quick. Make you laugh Or blowing stacks on my racks On your Louis bags Flying to my love for a nightcap Kiss your neck, make you up Till your toes go back Higher like that, do you want it like that? Everything you want, baby, I can do that I know you hear me, girl, I can do that Anything you want, baby, I can do that
So there you have it. That was Fantasy by Axel Jordan. Make sure to check out his music on iTunes, um, and if not on SoundCloud, or if not on Spotify, um, pretty much just search up Axel Jordan, A-X-E-L Jordan. Uh, pretty simple. And um, if not, just go to his website, and everything's there. Um, check out that clothing line, um, Shane by Axel Jordan. Pretty awesome. And, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. By the way, um, keep up with us to the SashaMoonShow.com. I have some uh, a giveaway for those of you here in Miami for um, that Sick to Soleil Maluna show. Um, it's hitting um, the Sunlight Stadium here in Miami December 11th. Yeah, 11th, I think it's next week. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys want free tickets, it's four free tickets to the show. I've never been to a Sick to Soleil show. This will be my first time going. Um, and I'm super stoked. So um, I'm sure that if you've never gone, it would be cool to win free tickets to go. So, yeah. Um, download our app on Google Play and BlackBerry World. Thank you, and bye-bye. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Old moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Dave and I have a breakfast routine. Yep. I pick him up. He picks me up. I hand him his Tim Hortons coffee. Freshly brewed. And a new $1.79 breakfast wrap snacker. $1.70 what? New routine! <laughs> That's right. It's the new $1.79 breakfast wrap snacker. A freshly grilled tortilla filled with egg, cheese, bacon, or savory sausage. Goes great with Tim's coffee. <sighs> then I give him a napkin. Just in case. The new $1.79 breakfast wrap snacker. Only at Tim Hortons. Limited time only at participating restaurants.